At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. And got my buddy Cole Britt here with me. Cole, how you doing? Ah, oh, making it. And let's get the uh, let's get the catch up. What's been going on in your world? Uh, so recently, it's been really a lot of focus on work. Spent more time doing work than home usually, but uh, found a few hobbies. Like if you noticed, uh, I'm trying to get into darts, so I'm trying to put effort into making me a nice little place to throw darts and play darts. I mean, with the lights, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, which I'm not an electrician, so there's issues there. Uh, other than that, man, that... If you need electrical help, I have a buddy. He actually is doing electrical work at State right now. And, and Hell, you know him. Don't you know Philip Sable? I don't know how, but I know that name. It sounds familiar. Yeah, well, Groove Johnson. I'm, I'm in that band with Oh, him. wait, 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 wait. Well, I know uh, the other one. Matt. Yeah, I knew Matt. Yeah, the twins. Him but, and I Cody. Mean, but I mean, he probably could reach out to him too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly how you know him through Matt. Yeah. Yeah, because him and Matt, you know, with this all group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Um, other than that, no work. So, you know, I, work wise, I got my team up and running. We've already successfully had at least two training periods up to this point. Still a lot of still a lot of room to run. Uh, well, crawl, walk, run. But um, so we still got to get gear. Still got to get training. But there's been a lot of cool things that's come up since then. Just as far as the networking and the experiences. So you know, all jokes set aside. Or you know, if none of this works out, if the team doesn't flourish, still there's going to be some kind of takeaway from it, even in its infancy. Because, like, I'll be getting, like, here pretty soon, next few months, I'll be going and getting certifications with, like, the national level, National Search and Rescue Committee, and I'll be, like, a SARTEC level two certified. So, like... That's cool. It is. And the thing is, it's like, so there's a lot of... Recently, there's been a lot of things to come up, so takeaway. So, like, hindsight 2020, if I get a drone certification and I get this SARTEC level, whatever, I can start my own... Precinct or whatever. Well, no, I can start my own private business where I can consult for with and do drone, drone aerial drone stuff, and I could also do something for as long as like you know how like you got people that are like private investigators. Well, like if you got like a missing person, so like I can set up like a consulting service as far as finding missing persons, uh, uh, something like that. There's actually a guy on a podcast, I well, a page I've been looking at. 
They do mention some podcasts. But he does search and rescue, owns his own private business, but specifically for animals. So if you've got like a dog, and I mean, that's a little bit more. I think that's kind of, I mean, I commend the guy for the time and the resource he puts into that. But I mean, you know, you know anything about dogs, you know, cats, sometimes they're not necessarily missing. They just, you know, they wander. Right. So, um... He could come to Starville. I can't tell you on all the poles and things. It's like missing cat. Dude, Fish Stick has been missing for two weeks, and it's driving me crazy. Mm. It's like, well, i got a story about Fish Stick for you. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just, I can see where, like, certain places, especially in suburbia, right? Yeah. You know, but um, other than that, dude, it's been, like I said, it's been a lot of focus on work. There has been some time for me to kind of do some personal stuff. I've been, been spent a lot of time in Starville more. Um, Thoughts on that, man, because, uh, man, it's, lately with me, I've had, like, a love-hate relationship with the city. Of uh, Starville? Yes. And, like, you know, nothing, it's not political, it's not anything like that, it's just, okay, what, what's here for a 31-year-old? Because, I mean, what, the movie theater is only open at night now? I, I don't know, I went last night, as you know, but yeah. I went, but I, there's a lot of good movies that's coming out, so I'll be going more this year but I went for the first time to the movies you know probably since COVID uh, when I saw the new Jackass yeah. in Columbus and I haven't laughed that hard in a theater probably since like Anchorman yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll cover that on, but back to that PI stuff there was a guy at Millport he had a, a fairly traumatic experience I think uh, he went through a divorce mm. and I think he was in construction before and next thing you know, it's like he's into like private investigation. But what he does is like, if you want to know if your mm-hmm. spouse is cheating, cheating, I'm your guy, yeah. and must be good at it because it seems like he stays busy. And with that drone stuff, like, uh, do you know J.C. Long? No, but you know, like Blake's doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're both and they're both sharp guys, man. And yeah. it's, it's incredible footage, just like looking the overlay of the land. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot more to it too. I mean, there's so once you start getting into that into that realm, there's so many different applications for drones or use of aerial photography or trying to see places where you can't see. For example, people that want to buy land, mm-hmm. and instead of spending a whole day and a half walking or traveling the whole, you know, you can fly a drone. Whip it around, look at a few hot spots, come on back, show that footage, put that footage on some formatted into like maybe a screen, uh, a PowerPoint for somebody, and just show them the different zones and areas, break mm-hmm. it down. Um, but there's a lot of rescue applications for it too. But for example, but on the private side, you know, in the event that you did want to, you did call the police and you did, you still weren't satisfied. Hey, you can call this guy. You know, I can come run a drone. I can come out there and start doing whatever resources I have, put it in there. So um, it's still a long process, but, I mean, my thing is, is if I do get that going, there's what's my excuse not to? Well, dude, I'm proud of you. It's like, I mean, everything that you're doing now work-wise or, and all that stuff is like those are, those are skills that are going to be good for your tool build, mm-hmm. whatever direction you decide to go. I think that's the best thing about it too. It's like it's like a built-in safety net. Because even in the event that this team, like I put a lot of effort in starting this team, and maybe it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was kind of telling you a while ago, the reason for why it's not working out is essentially it's like history repeats itself. But 
Um, good guys, good good thought process as far as going into it. But let's just say it doesn't work out. There's still a lot of, even in its infancy, there's still a lot of things that take away from it that individually everybody can kind of prosper from later on down the road. You know, mm-hmm. if we do get these certifications, if I do get a drone certification or any kind of medical training, anything like that, that's stuff that you can apply in your personal or or, or, or if you leave and go to another place, if you go to another job, you mm-hmm. know, so. But work, a little bit, a lot, like I said, staying here at home a good bit in Stormful, Um other than that, man, honestly, not really much of just, just you know. Well, and I want to finish the thought I was uh, on Starville with the love-hate. is like, okay, I'm 31 years old. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, just catching up with you the past couple of days, you know, before, in preparation for getting ready for this, is, uh, man, I, I like what you're doing with the place, man. It's like... Uh, got the dartboard of going out to the movies with the boys, mm-hmm. uh, drink, putting back a couple beers and shooting darts with the same yeah. thing, right? It's uh, you're kind of creating your own culture because, like, the love hate relationship that I have here is I'm 31 and I don't want to go. I don't care anything about going out to the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what am I to do? And so, like, y'all are really like for people our age is like. Just be with the boys, man. So I've got a really close friend of mine that lives down the road. Uh, that and you know, cause I'm, cause I'm still. This is my second year and a half ish being in Starville. So I don't know a lot of people here. So like most, most of my people that I know are through work. But I do have some other friends too. Mm-hmm. But like you're talking about creating that culture. Connor lives all the way at the end of like Octoc where there's tons of land and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so he's really big into hunting and, and, and cooking and stuff. So I go down there and do a lot of that with him and hang out. So he's basically in Sesums? Yeah, well, a little more towards the refuge, but oh. in the Sesums community, I guess, the greater Sesums community. Okay. Okay. Because um, he's, he lived, uh, yeah. So, but uh, he lives. Before you get to what is that Skinner all the way at the end mm-hmm. across from Bluff Lake, he lives before that. So, um, a lot of so you know, I still have that opportunity to go out and do like the stuff I would do at home, I guess, out there. Um, I have, I guess, kind of. I, I go, I do go to Rick's a little bit, uh, and when I do, um, it's mainly for three things. Uh, a friend of mine, Isaac, he plays pool. He and I graduated the academy together yeah. back in the day. He plays pool a lot, so I'll go up there and hang out while he plays pool tournaments and stuff and just kind of watch. I play darts up there. I'm trying to get better. Um, and then also, they have specials all week, like food specials. And I swear to God, dude, I never would have thought this about this. But on Sundays, that's the best play. For affordable, for like 20-something bucks or something like that, dude, hands down, wonderful steak. Dude, me and Damien went there a couple weeks ago and ate the steak on Sunday. Shout out to Rick's. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing that that right there. You know you know you wouldn't think about it right, but so like Tuesdays or taco nights, one dollar. So you can go up there, dude. I go up there. Oh, and yeah, spend. I see the billboard. Yeah, I mean that's like that is a great way to recover for a business like that. Okay, your money is putting on events, and so for a year and a half, almost two years, you really couldn't do much. Oh yeah. And so like I love the comeback. It's like okay, we're gonna give you some damn good food. And those two bars, so like Rick's and, cheap. and yeah, Rick's and Dave's, you know, that's more kind of my vibe versus going to the district. Cotton district, yeah, yeah sure. Um, so, and, and like I said, during the week time, I mean, it's 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 just like it's just like if you were back at home, if you were going to Columbus, it's just like if you're going into some other bar during the weekday, you're gonna have like 
you're going to have your same ones coming up. But like I said, Isaac's playing, playing pool usually on days. You don't know if he's traveling, doing pool tournaments, or he's here doing pool tournaments. I'm getting into darts up there, and in the meantime, I do a little. I hang out, you know, drink, try try to expand networking as far as friends. And I've made a few additional friends yeah. that way. Um, and then also, aside from that, I mean, yeah, dude, just trying to trying to immerse myself. And the reason why that is is just because. Uh, every it's it's no it's no i'm telling you if if i could document my life video whatever and people see it it happens every time every time i go to columbus socially there's always it never fails there's always 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 i leave with some sort of dramatic drama something happening Never fails. And it's a social issue. Whereas here, I don't have that social issue. Well, you're starting over here. Yeah. And the people that know me, they know, they don't, they don't, and it's not even about me, it's about them too. It's like, they don't have those same problems over there. They're not that big circle of like people that know each other and talking crap. They're just, just people out here just living their, you know, they probably have their own business that we don't, but we don't talk about it. We don't have this big history of for years and years of being in Columbus and talking. So it's a breath of fresh air to be over here, come here and hang out and enjoy myself. Yeah, man, I've been working over here for a little over two and a half years now, and I've gotten to know a few people. And just like to comment on Rick's is a friend of mine. She plays pool out there uh, one or two nights out of the week, and she's been telling me, it's like, come out here and play pool one night with us. You'll enjoy it. It's, It's a good vibe. It really is. It reminds me of The Princess before... Uh... Oh well, yeah. I mean, you no. Know, even, 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 even. You know, I mean, that was always my go-to, princess. Yeah, I was possibly coming back. So the lease is about to come up, and I was talking. I don't want to say too much on his behalf. Yeah. It's his business, but I was talking to Bart about it, and uh, it might be a thing again. I personally, dude, I think which the one one thing about the princess is the historic value of the bar itself. Um, and the location-wise, right? Because it's the princess, right? But then there's that value of it being the historical princess theater. So, I mean, I think it'd be great. I miss, I miss, dude, I have a lot of good things, a lot of good, I know, but it's like, dude, if you watch any of your, like, best sitcoms, like, for example, one of my most favorites was How I Met Your Mother. They always had, like, the bar, right? That's where yeah. they start. And dude, there's so many good memories that came from the princess that I can go back and dude. So Big John, Big John, when I was freaking 15 years old, Big John was bouncing up there. Mm-hmm. This is back when the princess had like a bunch of like emo kids running around, chains, black eyeliner. We oh, had yeah. metal bands. There was it was Star and Massey. I mean, they have some killer shows there. In the oh theater. yeah. Um. But that's where, because uh, uh, John, he's one of his real close friends is Matt Wold, my buddy Brian's older brother, Big John. That's where I first, well, I had met Big John through through Matt, but I saw John through there. You know, we would go in there and still play pool on the week. Me and Brandon and Turk, who just we would go in there and still play pool during the weekdays. We'd get out of class or something like that, and later on just hanging out on Friday, Saturday night, go in there. Uh, Dustin Colvin, our friend, was in a metal, had his own metal band that they played. Hmm. Um, but then, you know, like, for example, Dyke. Him and Jess, that's where they met. 
Um, so a lot of a lot of good memories and a lot of good things have come from that. I agree, man. Um, looking back, I don't I don't know if I have a a bad memory there. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, there's been some stuff that's happened, right? Yeah. But I sure. think like, I think if that really is the case, I think that he's going to be able to kind of look back and say, okay, this is. And I, it, it, if he listens, I hope he understands. Like, there was a time when, like, like I said, it's like those sitcom bars. Like, that's where everybody cheers. You know, that's where everybody, that was the place. Oh, I agree with that. You know, after work, dude, that's where I would be. The, the, and the, that was another thing, too. Like, uh, those guys, those old guys, like, I don't even know where they go now. But, dude, every day, happy hour, 3 o'clock or before that, they would always be there. Cold oh. Walker was always up there hanging out that's with That's who I would go to have yeah. a beer with. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Shout out, Cole. <laughs> yeah, Jess, Jess, so um, when Jess and Mandy were there, like, I went up there a few times during happy hour when Jess and Mandy were working mm-hmm. there. But, I mean, dude, there's been so many good people that have worked there that I've met through working there. But, um, um, I mean, just tons of folks that have moved on in life. Like, for example, you know, you, you have people, like, for example, Rick, you know, Rick Leverett, curly-headed guy. Yeah. Works at WCBI. He, to Great most guy. people, he's an odd fella, dude. But he, he I met him at he's the He's funny. Party. Hell, he is. He's hilarious. But, like, me and him, dude, if you want to know anything about Star Wars, go up to Rick, start a conversation with him. Yeah. He's going to tell you all about it. But, like, you know, you had those. I don't know where he goes now. Speaking of it, I haven't seen him in two years. <sighs> I don't know. But that's what I was kind of getting. You got those different personalities that you run into, and you, you make these, like, you know, like friendships and stuff with, and 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 that's no more, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to create here, right? A little vibe here, but going back, that was where it started, and and I hope if that is the case, I hope that's 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 going to be the learning curve. I hope that we can bring it back to like that. Yes. I mean, it kind of like the way you put it right there, it reminds me of what I'm trying to do at the house with porch fest, right? Is if I do it once a year, if I do it twice a year, this will be the third uh, festival I've thrown at the house. First time was stiff tones. And then we Mm -hmm. had porch fest and now porch fest two. And I just want to, if, like I say, if it's one time a year is Al did something really cool. In his yard. It was totally free to the public. He fed you. There were drinks there. Uh, there was great music. We had comedy. It was, it was just, it was a fun thing, you know. Think about, think about all the times us growing up, hanging out. Think about how many times, for example, being at Blake's house. Think about how many times a large group of us have sat on the back porch. A couple guys came out there with guitars. We sing, we play, stuff like that. It's the same thing, except instead it's just of bigger. Yeah, and and it's got a little bit more structure to it. Yeah. Right. It's like okay, instead of all right, who wants to, you know this guy's next, this guy's next, then we're gonna have this guy coming, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, dude. You've had a lot of success with that, and I'm proud of you on that part. You I, know I, what I'm, I'm I'm really proud is uh, you know who's gonna play Saturday? Uh, Teddy. Teddy. That's right. That Teddy. You know, yeah. it it blessed me, man. What's going on? No. Um. Uh, yeah, Teddy, like, reached out to me. He said, uh, I'd like to play your festival if you ain't booked up. And I was like, anything for you, man. Yeah. I'd love to hear it, you know? I, um, 
No, I I want to I want to I want to definitely. And that's you know that's one of our boys, and it's like mm-hmm. anything that I can do for the, one of our boys, you know, I'm gonna do it. So I mean, I'm really excited about the lineup. I'm not gonna sit here and try to name everybody off. Uh, we're gonna have a food truck out there Friday night. Uh, Saturday, I haven't decided. I'd really like to do a crawfish bowl. Yeah, uh, and the thing, dude, I got, I have uh, in my uh, in my truck right now. I actually have like three bags of like crawfish bull stuff that's been sitting. Oh, there I still have some left over from the last time we had a bull. It, it will, uh, Blake. Uh, me and Blake were talking about it, and we ended up getting it. Uh, I went up, ended up buying it, buying it. Uh, okay, no, that's what I was asking about the dates. April, good deal. Yeah, April eighth and ninth. Uh, so, um, no, I still have it, but yeah. By that time, though, crawfish-wise, by that time, prices should have dropped. But, I mean, right now, they're up. They're like $3.79-something a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, TBT here in Starville, it looks like they have awesome meat as it is. Um, and from what I've been told, they're selling Welcome Homes meat. I don't know this right. But they get, their, they get all their seafood fresh from the coast. I mean, crab legs, scallops. You name it, they've they got it. it. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing crawfish, so I'm thinking about hitting him up. I'd like to give these people a shout-out. Uh, this is just good for business. Uh, Colin shared it. Colin Crager, shout-out. Down Poorhouse Road. Mm-hmm. If you were headed down Louisville Street at the intersection. Tamales. Yes. Man, that's, like, local. they got superior catfish. they got crawfish. And they got, like, local products. Oh, yeah. So, um... Actually, through the SRT stuff, I actually found the lady that runs that. She actually owns a three thirty eight Lapua. So, oh. we were discussing on a long distance platform, and somehow the three thirty eight Lapua got brought up. And I was like, "No, that's overkill. We don't need. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna shoot some something with that, and then you're gonna hit the neighbor's dog, right? Yeah. You know what I mean." So, but the, I was like, but it would be cool to kind of play with one because I have seen one and I'm not, I don't need one. What, but I mean, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, and just I mean, for just for the listeners, just, what, what is that? So, a 338 Lapua, it's like basically a step down from a 50, a Barrett 50 cow. Oh, wow. You would you reach back and just print that so he can get in there? Um, it's such a little gentleman, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, by the way, it reminds me. I got to tell you something about Stanley too. Uh, so um, it's a step down from the fifty cal, the Barrett sniper rifle, right? Uh, so your your long distance uh, anti material platform, right? We're talking about a fifty caliber, fifty BMG. You know, so big round. Some of the longest uh, shots recorded in in United States military history for snipers that were done with the Barrett. Uh, some some other platforms. But a 338 is like a step down from that, um, and it's a pretty big round. It's pretty massive. I mean, not in comparison to like a 50 cal. So a 50 cal round is about as big as it can. Yeah. Right. 338 is probably about just a slight bit shorter of that. But uh, so I mean, like only practical thing would be going to a gun range. Well, no, I mean if you think about it too, though, it's not quite. It, it, it you could do some. I guess you could do some like maybe bigger game, long distance hunting, right? If you were like up in like Montana mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that. Big sky were, stuff. Yeah, 
long, you know, like moose, elk, bear from like a distance, right? Yeah. Um, I think you could do that. I haven't really looked into like hunting applications for 338, but I mean, there is a lot of law enforcement or, and it, there is a lot of application for, uh, you know, long distance target interdiction or snipers for the 338 Lapua. It's just like for me, like I tell these guys, man, like, it's one of those things where it's like cool but it's not like if i'd rather not need it no no it's one of those things where we don't need it and even if there's an event that comes up where we would need something like that i mean that's like the armageddon scenario right in Stratford, mississippi Mm -hmm. i'm sure some day down the road right if 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 killdozer comes through here right Oh man, hell of a plug there. Uh, <laughs> but my that's my thing though, dude, is is like that thing is it's not it's not overkill, it's just one, me resources wise, like looking at it with the finances from, you know, being as like team leader and stuff like that, financially, like dude, those things are like those things are first off, that's like a fifteen thousand dollar gun, right? Rifle. Maybe more, maybe I don't know. Somebody's probably listening. Going, but uh, right versus where I can go to down here and I can get like a, a like a standard bolt action rifle, good. Maybe maybe put about fifteen hundred dollars in it. Maybe less than two grand. Put a nice scope on there. Everything else, uh, three hundred eight. Right, big bore. Do all that kind of stuff. And I can. And that is the primary. Right. That's that's the caliber. I can do that versus once again. Shooting, okay, hitting a target, uh, nailing the plumbing on the other side, and then hitting the neighbor's cat two streets down. Like, yeah, eh, we're not going to do that. So she actually has one, and I've been wanting to get up with her, meet her in person, just to shoot it. Why? Because why not? And I didn't know if you wanted to touch it here. Uh, well, maybe. We'll bring it up and see. Is uh, I mean, you've recently... I uh, had a big thing happen in your in your in your family. Mm. I didn't know if you wanted to share about that, but it was a huge learning experience for you. And I think it might be helpful for people to hear. So, <clears throat> I I think it would be, and I think maybe there's people out here that can kind of relate, especially from small town USA, right? Because where 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 small town USA thrives, unfortunately, so does things like drugs and stuff like that, right? Especially down here in the south. Right, mm-hmm. that smoky white devil. You know that that. Uh, <laughs> so, my brother, my brother passed away in a car accident. Um, and it's people. I think people can relate because they. Everybody has somebody in their family that has issues that struggles with either substance abuse or some type of mental uh, capacity where they 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 uh, super depressed something like that just. Somebody has somebody in their life, right? And that was that was one of my. I'm so I'm the little brother of five, right? That was one of my older brothers, which I am the baby. But Mitch, it's Mitch and Todd. Those are the two oldest. Um, Mitch, uh, he did he did struggle in the past, um, but at the end of the day, he was a good person. So a lot of good things that happen from that, and, and I guess they're like high points or points in general for people that do have those things. Is first is um, you know I'm 30 years old, but it doesn't. I'm telling you, it it 
uh, that whole thing where people are like, just let it out, baby. It's a, come on, just, no. Your time. Your time. You pick the setting. You pick the time. You pick the place. You pick the when. You pick the where. And you, then, you do what you got to do. You deal with it in mm-hmm. your own way, right? Uh, so I think that's that's good, I, and I think we shouldn't conform into peer pressure. People are going to try to console us. Unfortunately, in the, in nowadays, people try to do it for one or two reasons. One, they're genuine, or two, they're looking for attention from other people to be seen that they're providing. It's like a virtue, right? Yeah, it's it's something that they can signal to others. And man, we're we're friends. We've been we've been friends for years, and I wasn't able to make it to the funeral. I think I don't remember. What, I was sick or something. I don't remember what it was, but I, I just. I called you to tell you if you need mm-hmm. anything, let me know. But, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot for me to be able to call uh, you because I had no idea what to say. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wanted you to know is, like, dude, I'm here. Uh, if you need anything, right? And then, like I said, I don't, I don't remember what what happened that weekend because uh, uh, Dustin Vale he went and he was telling me that uh, he reconnected with your dad. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that meant a lot to him. And I just can't remember. I, I know that Blake said something about you were talking to him and, and hated that you had to miss it. But you, you were doing something. Yeah, I, I was sick or I was out yeah. of town. It was something. But then again, at the same time, too, you got to think about it for now and the time that we live in. Um, it was so – there was a bunch of big takeaways that were positive takeaways one of those is now, too, which we can start using this in a lot of things. But, like, for example, everything going on, COVID, all this other stuff, like, there was still a lot of people that showed up. So they, they, they went outside their homes and took that risk to come out there. So that's, that's a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, like I said, you know, let, do that on your own time, but understand, too, um, that um, when you – when you really need it, man, your 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 friends, your real friends, they're gonna they're gonna come through for you. And, yeah. and the thing is, it's like you won't know it until you know. You'll hang out all the time. You'll do stuff, but like when you called, right? Little bitty things like that, they matter the most. I didn't hear. I mean, I heard from fake people like through, but like condolences. I I mean, dude. When I came walking, when we, when, so all the brothers, when we went walking out together, like I, at the very back, you know, you had Turk, Dalton, Ryan, Blake, Dustin, you had a lot of folks, guys that more were closer with me rather than my family, but they were, they were all in shambles and tears too. So that meant a lot to me. And it wasn't just because they knew Mitch, they grew up, they grew up learning it, learning about it. But they... You know the funniest memory I had with Mitch? What's that? Do you remember back when we, like, this, uh, we had the Fight Club days? Yes. And the, the funniest fight that ever happened was Michael Anderson versus David Johnson. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. And it was like, David won and nobody thought he would. Yeah. But I remember we got back over to... Oh, whose house were we at? We used to park... Canyon Boykins, right? Yep. And uh, him and Cody, they had that trailer off over in Macedonia. Well, well, it wasn't that trailer. We were actually at a house of... Oh, I can't remember the cat's name. House. Oh, Jake Reeves' house? Did we, did, I don't know if I ever used to go to Jake Reeves. That did was we? out in New Hope, like... Um, the little cut-through road that'll take you back to Bershaw. Holy crap. Off, yeah. 
Yeah, new Hope Road. And I, I like last time I hung out with Jake, we were talking about this. I guess I, 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 yeah, yeah, that is it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I used to go to Jake's house. Mm-hmm. Of, and I remember Mitch coming up to me and he said, "Alan, look, let's you and I fight, and let's get people to bet, and I'll let you win." And I was like, "Mitch, get real." <laughs> Nobody, nobody is gonna bet on this. And I was like, let's 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 set this straight. Is you hit me and then I hit you. You get mad as hell because you. He was a firecracker back then. Oh well, I mean, he's he 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 was Mitch, and he loved to fight. And I was him, like, him and I mean, him, Matt, and Todd. Yeah, I mean, they just. Yeah, Matt used to love to fight. They well, they didn't love to fight. They just always end up getting it, and they weren't they. They did not know how to turn it off. That was their problem. Somebody goes in there, hey, shut up. All right, dude, just cool it. Just let it go. No, not no, not them. But it was cool, though. But that, I, was, I was thinking about that the other day, and like when everything went down, it's like that was such a funny memory because he was just, Alan, you and I are going to fight. And I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> dude, it, it, um, it, that was another thing, too. My mom killed me with the nostalgia, bro. She there was a squad show made up, and I'm talking about. I truly reminded myself that I was a straight up '90s kid. I'm talking about me and my two brothers, bowl cuts and and (laughs) me too, dog. (laughs) Purple windbreaker jumpsuits. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. Look, I got photos. I'll let you see. Champion. Oh, dude. It is. I mean, the color scheme back then was just... Oh, that's the, out, out of this world. The best. I mean, you know, like... I mean, you know, just half... half was that? Half denim jacket there. Um, that was a lot of swag back then. Oh, man. so much swag. More swag than you, could, than you could shake a stick at. Yeah. But, um... So, some of the big takeaways from that, and uh, a lot of the, I, I guess a lot of the positives, rather, is um, there was a huge turnout of people. And that means a lot, especially given the fact that, once again, I do know that my brother struggled with his own personal issues. However, a lot of people came out because Mitch was a good person. He had a, sometimes, and we all fail and and have a bad way of showing that, but he, in his own way, in his own way. Because, I mean, dude, he truly was a nice guy, lovely person, but he did have an issue, he did struggle, and, I mean, you know, um, that obviously has its, you know, its sub-issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people showed up, so my parents, because of the amount of people that showed up, like, dude, my parents didn't have to really there was not a lot of my family there wasn't a lot of money we had to pay for the funeral or everything a lot of people showed up a lot of people donated money sheriff of pickens county showed up and went up there i mean that says i mean granted he didn't really have a lot of run-ins with mitch like maybe like david Epson did but um but still um friends family people that i hadn't seen in a long time um so like i said i got to see uh my nephew and my niece that I hadn't seen since when Blank and Dawn had that little house over by his dad's. Um, they got to stay with us all weekend, so that was good. Uh, all the babies were there, so I'm the one sibling that doesn't have children, well, except for Tyler, but um, all, the, all, the, all the kids got to essentially, some of them got to be together. 
Um, and it was, I mean, it was, it was a, you know, a funeral itself is 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 the time to grieve. But that that day, that funeral, the percent, it was a it was a healing moment. So it helped me. The 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 funeral itself helped me a lot. That uh, I mean, that's the vibe I got when I was talking to Dustin or Blake about it. Is like um, there was a lot of power there. It was it was a lot of healing there. So you know Trey, yes. Reese. So, thing is, is, like, Mitch and Matt and Trey are cousins. You know, we are through marriage, but, or whatever you want, like, anywho. But anyways, that was one of the, probably one of the high points of it is the fact that if you go to, like, any other funeral or some kind of proceeding like that, whether it's a wedding or somewhere else, nine times out of ten, you're going to have this, this generic cookie-cutter preacher who doesn't know the folks who just, whatever, he's just doing a service. He's just holding a service. That's right. And so you're getting the fire and the brimstone speech and like with every season that, you know, whatever, all that, right? And then you get Trey, who was, grew up with Mitch, played, had had his own personal experiences, was hurting too, but was able to kind of speak from experience rather than say this, that, and the other. And dude, I'm going to tell you the most pat, per freaking ground shattering thing is that Trey said is, is was like, Everybody here, everybody turn look at one another. Mm-hmm. You all have something in common. Me, Mitch, all of us. And that is, we all have our problems. We all have problems. And dude, when he said that, I, I mean, and granted, uh, it was kind of... For me, it was... Uh, I don't know. I'm being a being a little. I felt like a little kid again because, dude, I was sitting up there between all my big brothers, and I was probably the worst one boohooing. So, um, that that but that like Trey, that whole Trey doing that, that just made it. Him being able to speak on that personal experience, that was the thing. So, um, and then the the at the end the actual. Us burying Mitch, it was just the, the brothers. Like we got to mm-hmm. be a part of that, so that was that was good too. But um, something that we have to cope with, regardless of our beliefs, is that you don't get to make the decision on when and where, and it happens. So I, I say this now because I am telling myself this, but um. Two things. One, try to you know bet. I guess try to try to get your affairs in order, right? But at the same time, don't live like Tim McGraw. Don't live like live life like you're, like you're dying. The reason why that is is if you spend all your time preparing for that right there, you never live. You're not gonna live. So. People say live life like you're dying. No, live, just live life. It's going to happen, and you don't get to make a decision when and where. It's going to happen. So, okay, maybe you're in debt. Cool. Are you happy? <laughs> right? Uh, that, that's, that's, to me, that's all that matters. Um, and, and, I mean, that's a good place to end this is like the philosophical question is like that. It's like how are you going to live your life? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I'm big on is beef. Mm-hmm. Is if there is beef that I'm unaware of. The only thing... I can't do anything about it because I don't know. Oh, yeah. 
But I, I don't like having beef between people, and if it's something that we can squash, fine. But it, I don't like it being me who is, well, Cole pissed me off, and I'm not going to talk to Cole anymore. Yeah. I hate that. Mm. I hate it when people do that to me. It's like, let's, yeah, yeah. let's. Let's smash this beef, man. Let's get this out of the way. Let's get it out in the open. If we don't hang out no more, fine. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk it out. If we can't agree, it's over. That's fine. You know, because I I hate I hate how relationships fall apart like that. And, and, and you know that's like I was telling you about being here. That's that I hate that too. But at the same time, where being here, I didn't do that to the relationships. I still allow those relationships to be, but I don't entertain them any longer, right? So I'm not stressing myself. And then I'm not feeling bad because I said, oh, well, I dumped them. They're my friend. No, if I go to Columbus, those people are still my friends. We're still going to hang out. We're still going to talk. Mm-hmm. But I'm here now, and I'm not going to break my neck to get over there and go hang out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and that was a tough lesson is, you know, even when I was down in Mobile, you know, four and a half hours from here, uh, friends from home, and now, like, Andrew, uh, he was always good about coming down to see me. He came down probably more than anybody. And then I'd come home for Christmas, and then someone would get mad at me because I didn't come see him. And I was like, sorry, I was busy spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is a two-way street. It is just as far for you to come to me as it is for you or for me to go to you. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so trying to make me feel bad about not seeing you while I was home, yeah. man, that's so disrespectful. I was like, you're, you're, you're guilt-tripping me, man, mm. over over nothing. I have that same issue still now, and it's not as quite as bad. It's just people fail. People fail. People fail to see that. They fail, fail to look at both sides. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. And now it happens on the other side of the spectrum. It's like when I go to Mobile, and I lived down there for six years, and I, you know, it's just like what you're saying about here in Starville. It's like, I I was building my life there. I was making music with new friends. I was building relationships. I was part of a community. I had a sense of belonging. Never had done that before. I just grew up in Kennedy. I just went to South Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know, and even when I went to Shelton State, it was that idea of like yeah. making new friends in Tuscaloosa, right? Is now it's that same thing. Whenever I go to Mobile and they hear about it, I didn't come see them. I was like, okay. Like, I haven't seen you in years, but it's just as much your fault as it is mine. You never call. Mm. You never text. Oh, yeah. I initiate these things. And I swear I just saw that you came through here the other day. You didn't even stop and say anything. Yeah. Same for me when I live in Tuscaloosa, bro. Yep. Um, I just looked down at this paper, and I saw where it said DMR. I thought it said DMT, and I was like, oh. Oh, we're about to have a Joe Rogan experience, like, are we? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, man, people and their popular opinion, dude, when it, opinion has become so powerful in today's world. I hate it for Joe, dude, because Joe is like a unsung. He's like, dude, he's like the hero. Well, he's the he's the First Amendment champion. Yeah. Um, but like, he's bending the knee. Like with every apology that he gives, you know. And we'll unload this is. Okay, first it was misinformation mm-hmm. over COVID. He had Dr. McCullough, he had Dr. Malone on, and that doesn't line up with the government, that doesn't line up with the CDC. But I listened to those episodes. Why? Dr. Robert Malone has nine patents when it comes to MR, mRNA vaccines. Yep. 
I think he would know just a little bit about it. And then Dr. McCullough comes from a different spectrum that's talking about like some of these restrictions when it comes to other things about mm-hmm. COVID that I'm, I'm not getting into. Yeah, no. And But, okay, I want that point of view. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand is not everyone agrees with you. No. Not everyone thinks the same. And he's not he doesn't have to be right. It's 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 open source media. Everybody can share their own opinion and we can talk about and it. And if you don't like it, why don't you reach out to him and be like, "Hey, let me come on your show." Mm-hmm. And let's have a discussion or like you just said, don't listen to it. Yeah, change channel. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. And then so okay, misinformation didn't work and it became like a full-scale political attack. Mm-hmm. They dig up and like put this compilation of him saying the n-word. Out of context, he wasn't slurring. Mm-mm. He wasn't using it to uh, attack anybody, attack anyone, or yeah. calling anyone yeah. that. Like uh, prior, he made two of his comedy albums that was called that. And you know why he did it? To make white people uncomfortable when they were talking about it. Yeah, that was the reason. But he's a comedian. That's a tactic that comedians do, and it works. Yeah, and white people loved it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Dude, I, I just I love listening to Rogan. I've there he has a lot of very he he probably has the most interesting group of people that are brought in. Now I have started listening to a few other different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've listened to Mike Drop for a while. Uh, I've listened <laughs> to uh, Black Rifle Coffee now has their own. It's called Free Range American. I listen to that now. Mm-hmm. They do have some. They have some. So Dakota Meyer's been on there. Garen Thumb. Uh, but you know, like Tim Kennedy, some some of the guys that's been on Joe's podcast or been on there. So I listen to a lot of those. And what's servicing and what hurts the most is like Theo Vaughn. You like him, right? Oh yes, that dude is hilarious. He's catching backlash. That's probably not his first rodeo, though. You know, right? I mean, he's which then again, dude, think about it, comedians. Like before we throw podcasts into it, dude. They probably catch have caught so much crap. You know, because I mean, like compared to like people, people don't realize this, but they see Eddie Murphy now. Can, people don't know what Eddie Murphy was like. Welcome to America. Well, before when he did his own stand-up. Oh yeah, dude, his stand-up. If you go, if you were to, if Blockbuster were still coming thing, to America, and you were to look through the DV, the, the the VHS, and you would see his stand-up would be rated R. Mm-hmm. Because he talked about oh he's he was raunchy oh dude for, and the thing but it's is, funny oh hilarious but I mean that's just the thing man it's uh it's a lot going on and this is something I I wanted to get I wanted to talk about a little bit with you not so much with you but I, I had some personal things that I want to share about this thing and it's and it's popular but because of like what we're talking about like censorship and people really throwing throwing showing their true sides is we've talked about it before and I talked about it and I titled it the 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 day of the volunteer mm-hmm. it's no longer a thing there's a lack there's a lack of lack of man it's a lack of patriotism and everything else but <clears throat> Red Dawn is probably one of my oh yeah one of my favorite of movies and granted before I get into this, United States still has the most powerful... The one from the 80s or the remake? The 80s. Way better. I mean, Swayze's my dude, dude. I love all Swayze movies. Uh, I like the new one. It's just cheesy. It got to some cheesy parts. Like the dudes, the Marines. 
Hey, yeah. those guys. It was. And I'll say this, and I'll let you get back on course, but like with all these remakes, and um, we're going to get into Disney, we're going to talk about Marvel and stuff a little bit. Maybe not, maybe it's the follow up episode of this, but uh, there is a lack of originality when it comes to creativity and the film industry right now. It's like we're constantly remaking things, and like we constantly, like, just take Ghostbusters. They did the all female version. It's like, why? Why don't you just come up with something brand new? Hmm? Don't take something that already was and be like, all right, instead of all male rows, we're doing female rows. And I'm not trying to be misogynistic or sexist. I was like, be original. Mm-hmm. Okay, four girls uh, that uh, go fight witches and warlocks or something. They fight the coven. That's original. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like the co- <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would, that would be, that'd be the best. I was like, okay, that oh, new ideas are hard. I just gave you a really dumb one. Mm-hmm. You can run with it. I'll Go give you it. that. That's for free. Yeah, you, you yeah. can have that. Watch. Write, write that book. New YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, the Battle of COVID. Uh, yeah, man, and I will. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. We've talked about that before. I kind of, I kind of went off on a on a wild wild tangent last time and then we had to turn around and do another episode where i was like listen ladies i'm not but but the thing is dude it's like is it's, it is it's true and then when they do that right when they try to make it when they try to remake these originals ideas they try to cram it down your throat yeah it's like i like so have you seen the new ghostbusters afterlife paul rudd yes I have not watched it yet, but I have heard nothing but good things. It is good. It is good. And the thing is, you know what they didn't do? They didn't try to cram it down your throat. It yeah. was it. First off, if you watch it, you're thinking, "Okay, this is cool. This is interesting. I like this. I like where this is going." And then you're gonna get hit with that originality, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not originality, but kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say repetitive is kind of a bad word because repetitive is always used in a negative sense, but. You see a lot of like their store, you know. Uh, uh, I guess a re, you get some of the old mixed in with the new. Right? Well, I mean that's just like when I saw the movie uh, movie previews. It's like so my granddad he used to be something, and then they show the old Ghostbuster car. It's oh, all yeah. and it's like pulling back to it's like oh nostalgia. Yes, but in like I want to watch the film because I feel like okay, you took that old thing, but you had a new idea. Oh, dude, it's which is fine. It's it's good. It's worth it's worth the watch. I would definitely check it out. But anyway, back to uh, what I was wanting to get into is is that uh, there's a lot going on right now in in the East, and people are like, oh. But what they don't understand is is this: um, if we still had Ronald Reagan, maybe George W. Bush. Some of these other people that are president, I mean, probably even Trump. Russia would not be doing what they're doing right now to Ukraine. Because, unbeknownst popular belief, Russia's tried to be, been trying to get Ukraine for a minute now. And the thing is, is what people don't understand, they're gaining a foothold, and if they do, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue. Why would you? Think about yourself. If you're, a world, if, you're, if you're a nation's leader, and you take one place, don't you want another? But the, what I want to want make people... The, Russia is slowly... Just taking a little bit of Ukraine at a time. And, you know, it's as glad as I am that, you know, we pulled out of Afghanistan, which was a total shit show. It was. It it seemed like it was done in reverse. And I'm not going to 
sit here in an armchair quarterback and be like, this is what I would do because I'm a military general. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But just looking at it, outside looking in, it's like, that's fucked. And so, like, with everything that Biden's doing now, like, he just, what, sent 3,000 troops over there? Sending weapons? I was like, dude, why are we getting involved? We just got done fighting the Infinity War. (laughs) Uh, And I will say this. And the thing is, I'm proud of some of the other nations, too, because, like, Spain is sending troops. Uh, other countries, you know, they're picking up the slack. And and I'm going to be honest, you know, like, I do agree. We should be staying out of other people's business. But at the same time, too... Yeah, I mean, you're actually, you know... When, 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 when somebody like that is picking on the defenses... Marines. You know what I'm saying? It's time for us to, you know, even if we just got to stand at the door. Cat Williams said it on his, on his, one of his stand ups. Like, America, we some bullies, you know? <laughs> we just be like, be on CNN, like, say it, bitch, say it one more time. See if we don't come over there and kill, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it's the, and the thing is, we're not like that. But the thing is, is like, um, when, when, you know, Ukraine, I mean, I'm not trying to speak ill on Ukraine or any of those Baltic nations, but if you think about it, dude, like any, they're all Albania, Ukraine, like all those places, man. They're 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 not as developed as other places like Britain and France and America and places like that. Why is that? They they were under Soviet USSR, and they're still and they're still, and they they broke out of that, and now Russia's like, now you're coming back. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing that people don't understand about socialism. It's like, yay, socialized healthcare. Now we're all fucking poor. Yeah, we're all part of the same thing that's not working. But I will tell you this, and something that I wanted to really chirp on um, is what Ukraine's doing. And I think that people need to, personally, I think that in the sense where we're getting away a thing, getting away from things is. Ukraine right now is sending their military into the streets to train children, to train women, to train old people to how to defend themselves. They're teaching them military tactics. They're not teaching them to get out there and sustain a X amount hour gunfight. They're trying to teach them how to survive. With that being said, whether you believe in guns or not, and, 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 and I wrote down some notes here, whether you believe in guns or not... It, we all we all owe it to ourselves to try to be as prepared as possible. Like I said, get your affairs in order. But people always focus on guns. Guns, 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 guns. It's not a part of guns. Maybe you're not a fighter. Not everybody is. You also, too, what people forget is, okay, let's just say that we do get it. We, troops do invade. We will not be, we will not be overrun, but we might. There might. They might sneak somebody in, a few people in here. In the event that that happens, you probably don't have the expertise to sustain yourself in a gunfight, but you still owe yourself an opportunity to know some common survival, to be fit, to be healthy, to be fit to survive, and start looking into some of these classes that are out there to offer you kind of, maybe you don't want to get in a gunfight. You live to fight another day, you want to run to live to fight another day, and that's fine. You're not a fighter. But you still owe it to yourself and your family and your children to be as prepared as possible in the event of this. And I'm not saying to go build a bunker, but I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe do buy a gun for self-defense. Train, not only train yourself, but train your entire family how to... On gun make, safety. Yeah, on, on, on how to be safe with that. We may need this. Number two, get outside, man. Get outside. 
start familiarizing yourself with nature again. Because I promise you, as it said, like, you know, to to the dust we shall return or or whatever. Yeah. I mean, dude, look, what are you going to do without power? What are you going to do without these things? And I'm not saying to live a nomadic lifestyle, but remind yourself how to do things like cook over an open fire yeah. or or how to sustain X amount of time. Like, prepare yourself. And, and you know, you don't have to be the, the expert survivalist, but, I mean, go out, get out there with the family one day. Go camping for a weekend, but use that as an opportunity to be comfortable with what you have. You know, it's always a learning experience. And, you know, since the pandemic... Uh, happen is you know Tate Dustin and uh, his wife Leslie uh, they started doing it around the time I started harping on it and I was like I believe all of us who have a little bit of land I think we should start raising our own chickens quail if we if we got enough room we should get some goats remind me to tell you about the emu getting okay emu getting emu getting oh boy mm-hmm. and I believe that we should start teaching our children, like how to raise these animals. And it's like uh, my brother, sister-in-law, they do it. They have chickens. They got quail. We have a fish pond. It's like okay, I go to the grocery store. There ain't nothing to eat. Well, a chicken's about to lose their life tonight. Yeah, you know. And last episode with Big Johnny, you know, it's kind of like a comedy episode. But you know, he talks. He, he's up in Collierville around Memphis now, and he was sharing. He was like, "Yeah, me and Brianna." Uh, if those restaurants weren't open, we wouldn't be able to eat because we we don't do groceries, we don't cook, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the hell would you do if the grocery stores were empty and the restaurants not because of they're they're shut down because they don't have what they can't cook? What the hell would you do?" He's, well, I guess I'd barter, which is something that that's another. But, I mean, what do you have that someone's going to want? It's like, because I'm going to inflate the shit out of you. Oh, you want a can of soup? That'll be six bucks, buddy. Right? Yeah, but that's another thing, too, when you start talking about that. And people are like, well, he was in the military. He was this. <coughs> First off, Cole ain't going to be able to make his own noodles. Cole ain't going to be able to make his own bread. I mean, my mom knows how to make bread. My dad knows how to make bread. But, 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 but Cole don't, right? I can make biscuits from flour. There's some things that I can do, but that's where you're going to find those opportunities. Maybe I do have deer meat. Maybe I do have some other stuff, and I could trade for those things mm-hmm. in the event that that happens. I don't think we will ever see a time where society cripples to the point to where we have to go back to being 100% nomadic. I still think that there will be some access to But there, there is something sexy, and not just sexy, there's just something good about being able to live off the land and know that you can. Well, it's, it's like, I don't need the grocery store. I don't need all this, this modernity. It's pure. Yeah, and you did it. You caused this. Yeah, it, it's pure, and it's, and it's, and it's natural. You came from this. Mm-hmm. You should be expected to know how to do this because you came from this, right? And it didn't just happen yesterday. It wasn't started with the cavemen. I mean, you got to think even up to what? The early uh, 18, you know, beyond 1800s. Before, before, I mean, even during the time of electricity and the steam engine, people were still having things to do with their hands and their local ingenuity and getting out there in nature. That's a true thing. But my thing is this that I want to just really harp on. 
and I've been thinking about, and I know you told you something about this before, and I want to talk about, but I kind of wanted to like either a make like a make like a little a, a, like a sister page or channel or something, but I wanted to go into stuff like that, share my experience and my knowledge when it comes to why not? You know, and I've been thinking a lot about it, and uh, I, I know that me and Blake have talked about it, and that's something that I, I and I want to be able to because you got you got a lot of people out here that money. To be honest with you, it's like just to interrupt you just for a second. Is I wanted to start a blog and like start documenting and like showing people how to do things. It's like mm-hmm. maybe proper gun safety because like I'm I'm very pro Second Amendment. I'm 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 for people owning guns responsibly, and that's not saying it's Wild West out here. Oh, it's yeah. like I'm just out here looking for a gunfight. Like you said earlier, it's like it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's to be comfortable. Look. And this was the thing about, like, the Canadian truckers, the Freedom Convoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so the Canadian government didn't want to get involved. Do you know why? Because they thought that they might be armed. And so, like, man, I've been held at knife point once in my life. I've been held at gunpoint twice in my life. You know what disarmed that both times? I had a weapon, too. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you, you want to ride this train? Right? Dude, I, and being a cop now, like I've I've seen that, you know, I've seen that. We've had a few. Hate to say this, but in the year twenty twenty two, January was not looking too hot for us. Coming, especially coming from Columbus, coming to Starfield, mm-hmm. where sleepy town and oh, sleepy hollow, nothing ever happens. Dude, just this year alone, we've probably had under under within twenty aggravated crimes, including firearm two in, with that were. To include with firearms and drugs, where people were shot or killed. I'll just name out streets. I won't do locations, <laughs> yeah. but like I know about this too because I get the nine one one text from here. Like, oh, you did. I, I get the yeah. Did I, you get the one today about the brush fire? I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, the thing that started over on Everglade and went all the way over to Santa Anita, mm-hmm. those were kids, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Like, if if we were to make this vlog, it was like, okay, this is like. Building a chicken coop. This is how you raise chickens. Make sure they have clean water. They're going to shit in it. And, like, this is the feed that you give them. This is all this and that with gun safety, like, going over everything and teaching these people. And it's like, okay, when there is conflict, Co., there is only two ways to resolve it. You and I are both smart enough to resolve it with words. Yeah, or, but it goes back to that primal instinct, fight or flight. That's right. Now, if I have a conflict with you, Really bad, okay? Like, I piss you off, you want to whoop my ass. However that looks is like, hopefully we can work this out with, with words. Yeah. If not, and I'm not saying anything disparaging about people, but lower IQ people are not intelligent enough to convey language. And so they automatically go to violence, mm-hmm. whether it be, and it's the most violent, and it's the most atrocious thing. If they have... It will be their hands if they don't have a knife or if they don't have a stick or if they don't have a gun. But that is what I'm telling you is, like, you have to be on the ready, mm-hmm. especially if someone is just crazy. Or or not. It don't even have to be fully crazy. It's like what we just said, like, not intelligent. And let's just talk about kids, for example. As an adult, just because of the experiences you have, you're going to be more intelligent than a child. Now, I'm not saying you're more intelligent than one of these little... Sheldon bookworms, right? <laughs> yeah. 
but even then, experience-wise, you're still going to have more street smarts and more common knowledge than, than a child has. So understand, like, when it comes to that, you're right. Absolutely. Two principles, right? Fight or flight. That looks like a dick. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, just sitting here doodling on this note back. Uh, but Listen, you got two things. Dick and balls. Yeah. It's, God, jackass. Jackass. God, it's so it's ingrained in my head. Okay, uh, we're, we're going to dig into it later. But, yeah. like, was that not crazy when Pontius, like, put his... The Godzilla Flat, flattened it. Oh yeah, dude, that was hilarious. Oh, the gods, uh, I mean, the Pontiosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into all that, yeah. but anyway, finish your um, point. But the thing is, it's like ch- ch- uh, children. You got those two things: fight and flight, yeah. right? But we learn as adults how to fight in more ways. Like you said, we learn how to use our words, whether that is to either create distance for us to conduct flight or to create a distraction to fight. Or we fight more with more techniques and more knowledge with words, with common sense and things like that. Children, 13, 15, 16-year-olds, that do drop out of school, that don't completely develop themselves, they didn't weren't raised in a proper home, don't have don't have all family, mom's crackhead, this, that, and the other. There's all kinds of narratives that we can say. No read dad. Around. No dad, or maybe a dad, but a complete teetotal opposite. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Chinese, or Mexican. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. If that is the case, right, those children, like you just said, it goes back. It's in our genealogy. It's nomadic. We're going to auto-instantaneously revert to those two primal instincts, which is fight or flight. If you do not know, don't have enough developed intelligence to either create distance, create a distraction, use common communication skills to try to avoid this thing because you've not yet developed yourself educationally or with common sense, you're going to revert back to those two primary instincts, which is fight or flight. And because it is, it's no matter, it's ingrained in our DNA. They're going to revert to extreme acts of violence. Once again, I'm not trying to be disparaging, and this will probably be this episode. Then we'll go off into the pop culture stuff in the next one. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a very moral and <clears throat> physiological or philosophical question: Is intelligence is not something that you can get from a book? Of uh, intelligence is genetics. And I'm not saying I'm for this. I would never be for this. And I see people in the intelligentsia community, and by intelligentsia I mean educated and not smart. They went to college, Mm -hmm. and they have a piece of paper. And that somehow makes them feel like they have something to say. They're they're an expert in something. Whatever. So what I'm going to say about this is your intelligence is genetic. That's your mom and your dad. That's your family history. You, like, I've, I've, and I'm not trying, like, once again, I'm not being disparaging, but, like, we should be peculiar about who you breed with. <laughs> yeah, maybe not your sisters, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and not only that, it's like, there is only so far that you can go. Like, you're, you're literally born with your IQ level and, level and what you're capable of. And so, like, this is the moral and philosophical question. Should we do eugenics let's say we test people at 12 years old if you are not least at the 85 iq range you you get sterilized i think it should be an option well that's okay consental consental option well i mean but a child doesn't have consent no 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 within certain parameters and degree because you think about it like this and i don't mean anything against 
anybody. But like if you if you do, sometimes we can't help it. But if you do have a child with some, and I know that people don't have to worry about this. I know they don't because like you know, let's just say you do have a child with special needs or something. But that is something that I've learned in law enforcement. You run into so many times, you run into so many circumstances where okay. If you ran upon upon a person that has a legitimate mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. If they were born into it, whether it's some type of medical condition, right? They're going to sometimes they hide in plain sight amongst other people because they look normal, right? People autism, autism blends very well, and you don't know the difference, right? If you unless you really study it and listen, but you have people when we go back to what we were talking about, that don't have that access to that education or the parents didn't put enough effort into it, now they raise this child hidden inside their own life, daily life. That lack of education is a mental illness that is undeveloped because they don't know anything about it. And I think that I think that in instances where that happens, I, I think it should be choice. I think we should say, okay, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's like, okay, for example, I know you've met this gentleman working around, Brandon mm. Wardlaw. I don't think that he should procreate. <laughs> I don't think that he should have children. Why? Because, honestly, that man needs help. Be- but, but then again, ladies and gentlemen, if you live around the Starkville area, don't let him fool you, okay? He will go. He has a pack of cigarettes in his pocket, and I know that ain't cheap. So I don't know how he gets it, but stop giving him your money because he is just fooling you. Uh, but once again, I think it should be a choice. He doesn't, even write, he doesn't even try anymore. There's nothing on his sign. No. It's just a piece of cardboard he holds up. He dressed very well for a homeless guy, too, huh? Well, you know, he lives at Connor Heights. Well, he's a migrant. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think it should be something like that. I think it should be choice. And then, again, too, I think, like, once again, we're talking about, like, children. Uh, okay. I think we should set it to where within a certain time frame, which I think a good age number is 15. Why? In Strawville alone, you know how many problems we have with juveniles mm-hmm. between the ages of 15 and 17. Well, I mean, I think that's a no-dad complex, and we're getting into a very big issue. Yeah, but at the same time, though, let's let's go back. All right, so let's just say, for example, you get one juvenile that is constantly, like, committing a crime, committing a crime, committing a crime, committing a crime, but he gets sent to youth court. It gets handled by the juvenile court system, which gets no justice whatsoever, or not as much. Some states are probably prospering. We are not, right? This, this district <clears throat> is not uh, whatever, but... We had a kid, dude, he probably, dude, he's probably broken into more vehicles and stolen more combined property with a value of well over tens of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. of the amount of stuff that he's stolen, crimes he's committed. He's even went as far as, and it is an escalation process, breaking into one car, breaking into two, breaking into three, breaking into four, steal this, steal that, steal this, and then I start shooting at people. All right, right. And it's escalation. What can I get away with? It's common. It's nomadic. It's something we're ingrained in, right? Well, um, you give an inch, you'll get a mile. <clears throat> with that being said, we get no we get no love from the justice system. He still JDC joke gets out, does another crime. Okay, it takes this guy. It takes over a hundred victims with over tens of thousands of combined property stolen removed for us to say all right 
let's get this let's get a signed order by a judge to have him uh, to have him uh, uh, I forgot the terminology for this but basically given trial as an adult se viewed as an adult I forgot the verbiage for that um, <clears throat> we couldn't do that with the first 150 cars he broke it into that's once again, I think that's where it should be choice. I think it should be something like a court order. I think we should say, hey, Exhibit A hmm. should not procreate. Here is a order, right? Because you got people like that. We get commitment orders all the time on people that truly cannot handle themselves or a danger to others and their family can't control. And I've met women in those type of situations, moms, that work through jobs and are trying. And you've got this child that has this undeveloped mental illness that is literally just they, they grow they get influenced by other kids and it's not right because they're, they're well, kids so, kids so, are so. raising themselves now mm -hmm. and it's 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 scary and I, I didn't realize it until you know i had nephews and nieces and things of that nature and like i'm seeing what they're con ingesting on uh, youtube like yeah. and then some people go so far as like they're raised by youtube <laughs> That's another one. You should look into him. Gary and Thumb. Great. So much knowledge from this guy. Gary and Thumb. Mm. I like his name, his story. <laughs> it, it, because if you didn't know this, but back in, you remember the M1 Grand? Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would ping when the, it, so when they would have to shove that magazine, because it was <coughs> shoved that magazine down in there, they get what's called Gary and Thumb because they would shove that magazine the, the bolt would slide forward and jam their thumb in there and you get that's his name that's his youtube handle and i still don't believe his real name is his real name because guess what his name is supposed to be what? mike jones i was like that's not his real name <laughs> but yeah dude i think it should be choice and then going back to all this that we stem this into i i i, I think people really need to start focusing on just being comfortable and that's what i want to get into if i were to do something with media and it's like garen thumb the guy's got some money because we're talking about a daniel defense rifle probably costs at easily eighteen hundred dollars a good one right i want to do it for like the common average person not rich not poor but the thing is is you're not going to go spend thousands and dollars on money on on guns and training and this that and this but you know what this is the most simple thing i've ever learned and ever done here's a little tick trick lint from the dryer keep it guess what it is wonderful fire starter take a ziploc bag stuff that fucker full of lint stick it in a bag call it your oh shit bag when push comes to shove I can't light this fire. Figure out a way to start to get a strike and use a little bit of that lint. And you have endless copious amounts of lint. Simple as that. Every time you do your clothes. Um, so that's something I wanna I, I wanna share with like average people. Not not you know, not a lot of money, not dirt poor, you know. And that's another thing, is like a lot of people like right now, and I, I think it's like Jen Saki and like just really coming from the administration is like to deal with inflation and everything going on it's like why don't you just go out and have a margarita and like t take a kickboxing course it's like okay these people probably can't afford it mm -mm. and on top of that like just talking with people and learning their stories and this is like america the white underbelly 
is when they go to the grocery store, they can't afford to get an extra can or two because they're on a family budget. And at the same time, too, I think we need to also teach people. Um, I, it, dude, first off, Walmart, it's a trick. Every time you go in there, you spend more than $100. I can't help it. But at the same time, I, dude, I'll tell you, my dad, I need to make him make a podcast on teaching people how to shop. My dad is such a thrifty grocery shopper. I don't know how he does it's it. It's kind of rare for a dude. dude. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you do this? Boy, I go in there. And it's, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> I want to have food and stuff at home, but I go in the Walmart and it's like, I look at my bill, it's like 200 bucks. 200 bucks. And it's like, ah, oh, well, guess what? Jasper, we're going to have to skip that vet visit, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> but dude, I, I, I do think, I do think, I do think that we are starting to find ourselves in those times, my friend, and we need to be prepared, whether it's more financially, it's mentally, it's spiritually, it's, it's. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one thing that Porsche Talk has really been like outspoken about lately is all of those things mm-hmm. is. I'm not doing this to piss you off or trigger you. It's like, I want you to wake up and see. It's like, we're about to be in some deep shit. Yeah, we don't care if you're a gay black alien either. Like, if if you feel suppressed in any way about your life or you don't like guns or you don't like this or you don't like that or maybe you don't have a lot of money or maybe you are half, you know, special. um, Look, we still want you to see the signs and symptoms of what the world is is dying of. Dude, you want to know what movie just recently is coming out? This man, I kind of want to see, but it has been terrifying me ever since I was born in this world. What is it? Moonfall. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I've always <laughs> feared that. It's been one of my biggest fears all my life. Just... Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, we got an asteroid coming towards Earth. It probably won't be a problem for us because unless we live to be 300 years old, but... I don't know, plan to. I, I, you never know, bro. I mean, but... Maybe maybe one day we'll find out that uh, <clears throat> superheroes are real. I wanted to ask you about something. Okay. You met a long time ago. I want you to reach back into the to the infancy of porch talk. Mm-hmm. You read a book once about the Donner Party. Yes. Expansion to the West and about how they reverted to cannibalism and how they were attacked by Indians and plague and all this other stuff. I don't want to ask you this. Have you watched eighteen eighty three? I haven't. You should. It talks about that. Now, granted, it is a precursor to Yellowstone, which is taking the world by storm and makes everybody want to be a cowboy. But 1883. <laughs> They're playing great music on it, too. I've seen like a lot of bands that I listen to on that show that are not pop country, that is like legit, like Texas dirt, like mm-hmm. Whiskey Myers, you oh, know. Oh, dude, how'd you see where they're going? They're going to go meet down the coast here pretty soon. Well, I mean, they, they typically play in Jasper. Did you know that Jasper, th- Jasper Alabama, throws a few mus- music festival every year? And like they have people like Whiskey Myers show up. And it's the only critique that I have of that music festival that happens in Jasper. Maybe this is why they pull it off. It's like the Alabama's best kept secret. They don't advertise shit. But see, that's another thing, too. Muscle Shoals has a lot, don't it? Oh, fuck yes, it does. I've never been to Muscle Shoals. Oh, you ought to go, dude. Rolling Stones recorded there. I want to go. I want to go there. I've never been to Florence. I know Deidre used to talk all the time about it. Oh, dude, yeah. Deidre lived up there for a while. Yeah, so I I would love to go check that out. Um, But... 
And I haven't finished watching it, but when I first started watching the first two episodes, that was the first thing that I thought about. was like, <laughs> me and Al talking about the Donner Party, but it was about the expansion west. You know, it's about stuff like that, and it's about going out and venturing out, and I was like, huh. How about that? You should check. I mean, I think, and it, but then again. 1883. 1883. Okay. Right, not to be mistaken on, with the Smokehouse. Yeah. Is that on a, str- well, it's, it's OMG now. No. He moved back to Sturgis. So, I know what you're thinking. When you get riding around, dude, we're on the same boat, man. When you get riding around looking for, and you can't go there for lunch, by the way, do not go there. Oh, I already know. No, 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 no. Not the, not, not, not 1883. I, 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 I like that. I do love that place. They give us a... This no, I'm talking about that new one. Oh, I know the owner. Okay. You know the difference between dinner and lunch, right? Oh, absolutely I do. On the menu, it says dinner, lunch. There's a line, and it has the times, this p.m. to this p.m. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I went there last night, me and Damon, right? Only serving the lunch menu. It's 8 o'clock. We're only serving the lunch menu. We don't have anything on the dinner menu. They have an Australian Wagyu beef hamburger that I was like, huh, that looks interesting. I'll get that. We don't have it. What? We're, we're busy. Why is it on the menu? <laughs> yeah, I'm over here like that, that, that. And they've been open for like a week or two now, more than that. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, that's, you know, talking about creating that, that you know, meeting new people. Somebody that I've grown really close with is one of my really close friends now. you got to meet him. I'm telling you, he's a gym of person. Most nicest, respectful guy on the planet. We play Battlefield all the time. We play video games <laughs> together. His name's Damien Robinson. He's almost seven foot tall. 200 something pounds maybe I don't know he used to play uh, he used to play offensive line for Mississippi State um I joke around whenever we meet people together cause he has showed up a few times with me in public at the bar something like that bodyguard or something and I tell people that have you like last time we went out there was like this super drunk bar going I was like she goes and I said, oh, my God, have you seen that movie, The Blind Side? She goes, yes. I was like, have you met Michael or my Look. And, dude, they will go up to him, and he just, he already knows. He looks at me. Tony Baker is his favorite. Me and him are always watching Tony Baker videos. Oh, I do it all the time. Um, Why does someone in Starkville care about The Blind Side? That's an old mischief. <laughs> know, but, dude, it's so funny. But he knows Michael Orr. He knows it because he played for it. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he knows Dak. I mean, he knows all those. But he played with those guys. Yeah. Like, he played football. Well, he didn't play. Oh, it was that. It was that class. He didn't play with Michael Moore, right? He probably but played with Dak. He knows Michael Moore. Fun fact about Damien is because they did interview Damien about playing Michael Moore in the Blind Side. He's actually that guy. No, no, no. They asked him about doing it. He's super shy. Super shy. Big Mama's uh. boy. That's why he. Uh, that's why he. But dude, I'm telling you, one of my. Great sense of humor. We have a lot of common interests. Yeah, I want to meet this kid. Oh, dude, he's 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 a fun time. I tell you, the funniest thing, and he's gonna get mad at me because I'm gonna get him to listen to the show because he he likes a lot of the same stuff that I do, and we talk. That's why we're such good friends. We were at a. I wanted I wanted to try out this 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 steak at Rick's. I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted to try. Yeah, the twenty dollars steak you were talking about, right? And it might not be quite. It might be a little bit more than that, but. Uh, so I was like, Damien, come on. He was like, all right, I'll meet you up there. Right. Now, one thing about Damien is um, you can't miss him when he comes into the room. Absolutely. I mean, seven yeah. foot tall, right? He has to ask the He door, doesn't blend in. Excuse me, door. When I walk <laughs> in, I'm like, 
Every door he goes in. Yeah, he got to bend he over. Has to. He has to. He's a big dude. Oh. <laughs> I bet airplanes suck. Well, there's things that he just... He's, look, so I am I got a jacket, that one right there, that black one. Um, on the, And uh, he goes, man, I want one of those. And I was like, what size do you wear? He goes, like, 4X. I was like... Not going to happen, bud. But not me, right? I'm thinking... Ah. Look, I've always been like a resourceful, like, gear guy. I can find it, right? So I look and I'm like, Damien, they haven't had to create a jacket this size since we hunted buffalo. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so, and dude, he loves my sense of humor and he's always like, oh, he's like, he, he's like, we get along so well, dude. I'm telling you, one of, I'm telling you, wonderful. Uh-huh. And he's funny and he laughs. Uh, big dude, so it's always. <laughs> oh, I, we joke around and tell people that we're robbing big. Uh, so Oh, that's dope. That, when, that so is I, dope. I was his FTO when he first came to the agency. Oh, so he's on the force. Yeah. So we would get out of the car together, and it's just like, wank, height difference. Yeah. People would just like, based on size alone, they would expect am the I getting, opposite. Am I getting pranked? Yeah. People would be like, and not even look at me, just, what's up, big guy? You know, and I'm over here like, excuse me. Who okay. is this little child man yeah, over back, here? Back down here, okay. I'm the captain now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> captain Phillips. Um, so, um, but we're sitting down and we're eating, right? And he ordered steak too. Well, I uh, I forgot who went with us that night. Oh, Turk went with me. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta meet him. Oh yeah, uh, dude, I want to get him on here. You know what? That'd be a good. I wonder if he would be interested. Talk about it. Do talk it, about growing up it, in another country. Do a three way. You know, he lived. He lived. You know, he's from. I don't Turkey. know anything about him. He lived. Oh, that's why you call him Turk. Yeah, he lived until he was. He lived. He's born and raised there. Until he was fourteen years old, and then he moved to the United States. Oh, that's cool. So, um, but yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to talk about. Just oh, about yeah, life and growing up in in Europe or another. You know, another or. or Technically, I guess that'd be considered Asia because that's Turkey. So it's around on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, you continents. Uh, so we're all sitting here eating. Turk said, "I'm just getting you salad and the steak. You can have. What do you want?" And I said, "Uh, he said, do you want fries? Because you get two sides. You get whatever." So I said, "Well, I already got a baked potato with mine. How about you get onion rings?" He said, all right, bet. I'll get onion rings, and mm-hmm. then you can have my onion rings. Damien, everybody knows Damien wherever he goes, right? Because he, he can't miss him. So, like, he walks in Rick's. They're like, you want, like, the Damien special? Right? Like, so he gets, they ask him if he wants loaded fries. And when he says yes, they look at him like, you want them, you know, you want the loaded fries? Oh, and he's gosh. like, yeah. And he didn't know this. And I was like, Damien. There are two whole chicken fingers, uh, chicken uh, tenders inside your fries. This huge, massive plate of fries, chicken tenders in there, and it's the loaded fries, so you know, like cheese, bacon, all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And this ain't no little bitty plate either of fries. Orders a steak, and these steaks are not small. There's a good size steaks. About a 16 ounce. Uh. It doesn't really... I don't know if it has the... the but it's a ribeye. Okay. And it's a pretty good size ribeye. That, a salad... A, no, sorry. On, he's like, man, those onion rings look pretty good. And they were some dope-ass onion rings. I will be ordering the onion rings again. Right? Um, 
So steak, <laughs> didn't tell you gonna kill me. Steak, onion rings, salad, big plate of all this, dude. I'm looking. I was like, "Whew, you can eat all that." Boy, was I wrong. He, like, I was like, "There's no way I was hungry." I bet you were. Like, good lord. But I will be honest with you too. Even my little self, I also made a happy plate because it was that good, dude. I even ate all the. I don't even like fat. I ate the fat, all of it. It was that good. Let's put a pin in it right there. This is the first episode. We've got to uh, start up again. I've got to piss like a Russian racehorse. Yeah. yeah. We're out of here. Adios. Have you seen your mother, baby, standing in the shadows with a look of indecision on her face? Have you ever wondered how she looked when she was younger and decisions weren't things she had to make? Did you see your father, baby, there beside your mother? Laughing with his arm around the waist Have you ever wondered how they were when they were younger And the only thing they had to lose was faith Try your